Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back, geek freaks. You know what I've been thinking, guys? Well, I may try starting to do the intro completely different every time. Like one day I may do this. Like, true the, the Why the game. heck not? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Not Feed Geek. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? That is Yoda. No, it's not. Good try, though. Good try. Better than either of you could do. I didn't say I could do it. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome to Not Feed the Geek. This one's starting off real good. Yeah. Uh, I am TC, joined today by... JJ, what up, guys? And Toy Story. What is up, JJ? You got a nice new background there. I see. Instead of the 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 green screen, you, you see. I know. Right, I know. I make this. I. Yeah, I prefer I, that. Yeah. I moved. I moved. I had to move the office around because you know the problem was where I, my desk was. You saw all the crap, the mountains of toys, and the mountains of garbage that I have in my basement. So now, when I moved it this way, you can enjoy the Star Wars stuff, the games. I should even do this, shouldn't I? I mean, let's turn that on. Nice. You know, yeah, well, why aren't Black Man is light eyes on? We could do that too. That lights up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. There you go. There, there, there you go. Whoa. Nice. We actually just got one of those arcade one-ups in my office. Did you was, really? Yeah, I was crushing someone at Pac-Man during lunch the other day. I want to get another one. I actually want to get, <laughs> but I, I don't want to crap up my basement again. Yeah, I was, um, I, I was asking my mom. That I guess the Buck Hunter is on, um, is on pre-order now, and my stepdad's really into hunting. So I was like, should I get this? It's like a gift for him and my brother. She goes, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> You know, we're totally just getting off all the beat, beat track, but they uh, they announced the, uh, well, I saw pictures of it, but uh, the Star Wars and the Attack of Mars, Mars Attacks Pinball Machines. Ooh. For the same company? Same company. All right, oh, we're going to cool. jump into the Geek Beat right now. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, wait, actually go into it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, thought we, I, thought, I thought we were talking about the pinballs more. No, no you can continue to talk about that. That's like kind of news. So. Oh, all right. But yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty cool looking. You know, it's uh, they're small. They're really small, but uh, pinball, it's all, um, it's an LCD screen for the actual pinball. So it's not the actual mm -hmm. real, you know, mechanics of it, but it looks pretty cool. Nice. And, and the same company's doing this? Same company, one up. So I thought I, they were doing some real uh, mini arcades, though. Like smaller versions, like the they same do. Size. So, so, so what they've got, so oh, they've got these, you know, quarter size or half size. Then they've got smaller ones, and then they got the new pinball machines coming out. And then something they they announced last week, which I don't even know if we talked about, was an actual gaming table for family, so board games, so you can actually play Monopoly on, like it's like a forty-two inch TV, but it's one up. That's so cool. I think they're gonna like they're partnering with Hasbro and all these Milton Borough. I don't even know if they're still around, but like all these board games, so you'll be able to play Monopoly and Candyland on a screen. That's hopefully cool. more than one because I don't know if anybody's gonna spend the money to play one game like that. No, <laughs> apparently they're supposed to have like a thousand games on this. Oh, then that's cool. 
Yeah, so I think they're still building up the relationship with these board game companies. But it looks like board games are going to be on their way out. You know, if you got something like this out. Yeah. That's but cool. pretty cool. I mean, everything's moving to these, you know, I guess family entertainment, mm-hmm. gaming stuff like this. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Nice. Good way to start this off. You know, might as well. Nice. So, so what do we got? What else do we got there? Should we talk about DC a little bit? Um, yeah. <laughs> so DC, everybody knows what's what's gone on with DC the last few months when they uh, when they left Diamond Comic Distributors. So now the news is that DC will be distributing solely through solely through Lunar, the distributor Lunar, and they set a five hundred dollar monthly order minimum for retail stores. So now you don't even have an option of where to go with them. You have to go through this Lunar, and you need to hit a minimum. So so it's funny. I was actually our buddy Oz. I was in Best Comics today. And I was talking to him, I was like, so what's the deal with this? Did you guys start ordering? So apparently the current system, which I think was like the through Midtown or something, that's going to happen through the end of the year. So they have to put their order in for like November, like the end of November for the rest of the year. And then January 2nd, they have to start doing the orders through here. He actually suggested, which I think is actually a pretty good idea, to like maybe come on one episode and talk about like, you know, What's going on with ordering? What, the, what they see? How many they need to order to get a couple things? That's my yeah, that's great idea. So, yeah. Call them up right now. Call them up right now. I, I don't think we can. <laughs> you think you could figure out how to loop them into this on the fly? No. Yeah. <laughs> Send them the invite. Get them right on. But so yeah. let me let me ask you something. So you know, I did a little reading on this, but they never really said like what happened with Midtown. Well, I think it's just that it's not going well. I think the order Everybody's having issues, I think. I think so a lot of the books they order, they can't even see what the books look like. Like variants they order, they don't know who it is or like it'll say one artist but it's really another artist. I mean, that's just, you know, what I'm getting from them. I mean, I'm, there might be other issues, you know, behind the scenes that, you know, we don't even know. Yeah. And now and now so let me just back it up. So previews was owned by Diamond, right? Or Diamond had a relationship yeah, with it's, it's, you it's, it's, Previews is Diamond. So Diamond. that's what you're, you're not going to see the covers now anymore of what's coming out. Yeah, that's a problem because I know a lot of people call into the stores asking to see to, what do these variants look like and you have no idea now. Yeah, because you want you want those before they come out so you can have, you know, get your hands on and them. And that's the thing too. It's just like I think they're almost trying to entice people to order more of that book anyway. Just so they're like, all right, well, if you want this variant, you have to order 50 of these. So, you know, you order 50 no matter what it looks like. And it might be something you still can't sell. Right. And that's, and that's the that problem. Because then you're, you're, stuck, you're stuck with, you know, 30 copies of a comic that's either sucks or nobody wants it. I guarantee you at the very latest by the end of next year, they're going to be back at previews at Diamond. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Right. That's just my speculation. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. Um, we got more DC news, though, right? Yeah. So there's going to be an upcoming two-month event called Future State, and it looks to deal with the Shout futuristic. Out to for reporting this. Yes. <laughs> it looks to deal with futuristic interpretations of the characters. Um, uh, Hudson thinks it's very underwhelming. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't really been reading DC recently. Do you guys have any insight to this? No, I, I don't know. Are you reading into it anyway? I'm not really reading any of the like ongoing stories. The only thing I'm reading is like kind of like offshoots. Like I'm reading the Three Jokers. I'm reading um, 
the the White Knight series. So just yesterday, the Harley Quinn um, book came out. I picked those up from Best Today because, like I said, I went there. But I'm, I really love those, like the Sean Gordon Murphy uh, White Knight stuff. Like I've said it a bunch of times. If you guys haven't read it yet, you have to read it. It's some of the best Batman stuff I've read. And I'm like including that in like Long Halloween. Like it's in like I think it's as good as some of that stuff. I but mean, Long Halloween is such a story, but these are like a little shorter. I think they're only like maybe eight issues or, or seven issues, but they're they're really good. And they've done like this is like the third iteration of like that world. Future book club, maybe. So maybe. which 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 one is it? Just the White Knight series? Yeah, so there's White Knight, um, Return of the White Knight, and now this is Harley. I don't actually. I have it over here. It's Harley Quinn from like, it's her part of the story in like the White Knight world. And that's something we haven't done in a while too. Like what we're reading because I'm way behind. I just started reading yeah. a bunch of like trade books. Batman oh, okay. uh, White Knight presents Harley Quinn. That looks and like that looks like the cup. That looks like the cover of the White Knight first one when they're in the courthouse. Yeah, very similar. It's, it's got a similar stance. She's actually this is like my best, my favorite interpretation of her by really? far has been in this series. Yeah, she's been awesome. I mean, Batman's Batman. He's he's good, but she's probably... Sorry, I, I moved away from the mic. She's probably my favorite character in that series. Okay. But, yeah, that doesn't really talk about Future State that much. <laughs> yeah. But it's another it's another event, two-month event, so I guess we'll see. All right. What else we got? So Green Lantern, a new series, has gotten a green light for HBO Max, the streaming service that everybody loves. I'm actually excited for this. Yeah? Do they know who's going to play him yet or no? I, I don't think so. No, no. I hadn't, didn't see anything like that because I was a big fan of – Wait, what uh, did you say, Matt? What's what? No, did, did, what did you say? What was the question you asked? Do we, does it, do we know who's playing him? That's the wrong question because it's not him. It's not about it's, how it's, – it's, it, No, it's, it's the core. It's everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Is that's it? why I might actually watch it because I don't think Hal's in it. <laughs> you don't yeah. like Hal, right? Hal's at least for, Hal, Hal and that Kyle Rayner guy. I don't care for them. I was a big fan of the animations. The you know they had the, the I think it was the Emerald Knights and stuff like that. And Nathan Fillion was played the voice of of Hal Jordan, which I loved. I loved his voice with that character. But I, I was just the animation of, of Green Lantern. I, I I love the fact that it's it's going to be on HBO. Yeah, that's and, then and then they're they're doing it. Yeah, I I think it's actually going to be pretty cool. I I heard a few characters for sure. Kilowog, who's my favorite Green Lantern. Um, I think Guy Gardner, uh, Baz, um, the the new guy from Earth. I think the girl too is supposed to be in it. The blonde, the little. No, no, the other girl from Earth. She started off as like kind of like oh. bad, but. <laughs> Oh, I got you. And I think Sinestro's in it too. It sound, I mean, it sounds like they're using kind of like their better characters, at least in my opinion. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty cool announcement. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll share more details as they come along. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess the last piece of DC news now, right? Yeah. So apparently, everyone's favorite Joker, Jared Leto, is being brought back in for reshoots for his Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> you didn't see how I did the hand thing. I'm suddenly much less it. excited for it. <laughs> what? I'm suddenly much less excited for it. I just like I don't understand this. Like it's like adding deleted scenes to a movie. Like yeah. I don't, I don't get it. The, it's, it's over. Like, it's people just trying to kill. Why do you spend it. money 
money on making just a new one at this point? Like, how much money is going into like reshooting this movie that's already said and done with? Yeah, for there's a lot of bad movies out there. Like, how about we redo? I don't know, like one of those also. <laughs> it's strange that they're not doing another movie. That they're re they're focusing. They're you know he's focusing attention on this movie. Well, I think they're going to do another one. I, I think The Flash is really going to set up what's going to happen next. And that's the movie that needs to come out before they can really do any of this. Yeah, that's true. And then, now that we're <laughs> done with the DC news, <laughs> what else do we have going on? In we got some world? Uncharted news. One of my yeah. favorite game series. Same. I, was, I actually, you know, I've never, I've never played this game, and it looks... I can't wait for the movie. I mean, now I, I think I want to try to play the game. But it's fun. It's like Indiana Jones and National Treasure. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's a lot like that. It's kind of like a better version of Tomb Raider, honestly, because there's like more action. It the the action and like fighting and like gun scenes are are pretty on point to other stuff too. So, I mean, I I was originally hesitant about him as um, Nathan Drake. I was like Tom ah, Holland to be clear. Yeah. Because we didn't say that yet. Yes, yeah, sorry. Tom Holland is playing him. Because yeah. for years, like when this series first came out, they were actually flirting with the idea of having Mark Wahlberg play with him, which I could totally see. But now Mark Wahlberg is like fifty-five, <laughs> so he, he's also in the movie. He's just playing Sullivan. That's oh. right. Oh. That's right. I forgot that they did talk about Wahlberg doing that. Yeah. So he's still involved. But he's just going to be a different character. Um, I, I think Antonio Banderas is in it too. I'm assuming he's probably going to be the bad guy. Uh, but then there was a, other, a few other names that I wasn't familiar with. You know, when I saw this tweet today, I had no idea that Tom was doing this movie up until <laughs> I saw this. I, I got the feeling when you said, oh, it's like I just put news on there about Uncharted. I was like, Uncharted what? I was like, I was like, I was so confused. <laughs> I like, yeah, I, I, I mean, at least they did put a picture out. So that was yeah. – yeah, I didn't. I had no idea that it was in. Um, it was even in production or anything else like that. And let alone Tom Holland playing the main character. I think it's done, right? I have no idea. I didn't even know this was happening, honestly. So this is really, like, <laughs> very. I mean, it must be done because he's he's starting filming like on Spider Man. I think like next week. Yeah. Yeah, so. it looks pretty cool. I mean, from the one yeah. picture, I I I hope it's uh, I hope it's a great movie. And filming, filming will wrap up tomorrow. October so that, 3rd. Yes. And it, it hits theaters July 16th of 2021. We'll see. Interesting. Yeah. I, oh, I mean, so it, was, the, it was put on hold filming in August because Anton, Antonio Banderas got coronavirus. Oh. So once he recovered at the, end, at the end of August, they started filming again. Yeah. It, it's been real quiet with what was going on in that. So, yeah. But I, I'm excited for that. And uh, since we brought up Tom Holland, I guess we'll talk about some other news. And since we've mentioned um, the movie already, so yeah. there's been these rumors, right? I think everybody who's into the comic world at this point has heard them. You know, it's going to be a, the next movie is going to be like a Spider Verse movie. We already know Electro is supposed to be in it. Jamie Foxx is back. We know Doctor Strange is in it. You know, he's going to be. You know, have this all this multiverse stuff going on. Everybody's speculating that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to show up as, you know, other reality or other universe uh, Spider-Man. And um, th there's been rumblings and whispers, but I think Sony officially said 
that those rumored castings are not confirmed. So yeah, there's rumors. It doesn't mean that they're unconfirmed. It just means that they're not confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're not happening at least. So I guess it's uh, wait and see on that. I mean, I can't. So, so I heard something the other day, and it's just like apparently Toby Maguire said it's not about how much money he's going to get on it. It's more about how much time he he's going to be in out of the suit. And he's like, he doesn't want to be like just swinging around like yeah. talking the whole time. He wants to actually be in the movie. He'd rather to actually act. <laughs> yeah. so, and that makes sense. Fair. So I guess we'll see what happens on that front. Um, that'd be awesome if they did it though. If they can finally connect those, you know, other worlds and you know fix up all those, you know, whatever it is, loophole, oh, yeah. broken storylines. Yeah, I'd, I'm so excited. I'd be so excited to to see a movie like that. That's cool. Because I like them all for different reasons, you know? Agreed. Yeah. I find the Tobey Maguire ones the toughest ones to watch now. I love two. I love the Doc Ock one. Yeah, I just don't. I, and actually, that's my least favorite one. Really? Right? No, no, that's not true. Spider-Man 3 is but definitely my least favorite <laughs> one. But, but I actually like the first one better. Um, it, there's just a lot of issues. I really hated um, What's-Her-Name-Is-Mary-Jane. She was just so bad, like in my opinion. Um, I mean, we can do a whole thing on like the Spider-Man movies, like we did with Star Wars at some point. Yeah, we should. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Um, I I kind of like. Uh, I mean, I've said this a bunch of times. I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, but again, he was just too cool yeah. as um, Peter Parker. The the problem with Tobey Maguire does though, he went too geek. Like he was way too like nerdy as yeah. Tobey as Peter Parker. Yeah, I agree. Um. All right. Cool. Let's move on to Spider Man because we'll talk about that forever if we stay here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we got some Lucasfilm news. So they've announced that they're going to be making a Willow Disney Plus series starring Warwick Davis. So that's really cool. I only watched Willow for the first time like last year. That's I'm amazing. super pumped for that. My, we uh we tried to get my daughter to watch it for a little bit, and yeah. she liked it for, at some parts, but. If you think about it, like some parts get pretty damn scary in that movie. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but I love that movie. I watched it so much as a kid. I mean, you know, Val Kilmer, like I didn't know him as like Top Gun Iceman. I didn't know him in any of those weird movies that Jim likes him in, the uh, real genius <laughs> or whatever. That's what I knew Val Kilmer for. Like I, you know, I'd seen Top Gun and, and everything later, but yeah. like he was the coolest guy in the world from that, for that for that role for me and i loved sorcia i mean you know i knew you know um is that where your dnd character's named after yeah exactly Ma awesome. Ma magdar <laughs> is just um broken off of um mad mardigan and sorcia is just a straight steal oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, it's funny that you brought up, you know, like you've never seen like movies with with uh, with him in there, or you know, the geeky movies. Like, no, last, I've seen them now. They're just yeah, but I mean, like last night I watched it was I had it on the background on my computer while I was doing some work and uh, back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Did yeah, you guys see that? Yeah. So I didn't realize that Robert Downey uh, Jr. Robert Downey Jr. He must have been like I don't know eighteen in that. I'm like yeah. looking at him going. Holy cow, this guy becomes an <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> no one saw and that one coming. And if you ever just Google search and just look at the image with him, like he's got like he's got like pimples on his face. Like yeah. it was like, what? 
Well, he started out in like some football movie or something, right? Yeah. There, right? Was yeah. he in like all the right moves or something like that, or somebody? He was like no, the best friend of the court of the quarterback or something. I don't remember. Yeah, but it was just you brought that up, and I was just that's what I just thought about it. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, right, up, Jim, do you want to talk about this uh, giant Lego? I'm excited for this thing, man. The '89 Batwing Lego. It is beautiful. So Lego announced. Well, it's not announced. It's been announced, but it just finally. Re it's released um, on the 21st yesterday for VIP members. So if you're a VIP member, a Lego VIP member, you could go in the stores or and buy it right now. Um, I'm not sure when it's available for you know retail release, but uh, this thing's pretty cool, man. Um, if you haven't seen the 89 Batman, um, check it out. But th this thing is just it's the exact replica of that. Comes with three little minifigs, Batman, uh, Alfred, and um, it's a black and white Joker, I think. I think it was a black and white Joker. Is it the mime one? It's the mime one. Um, but yeah, this thing's cool. 2,300 pieces, a little over 2,300 pieces. Um, it's like 200 bucks, but uh, this thing's pretty big too. It's, uh, I forget what they said how big this thing was, but it's uh, it's pretty big. I'm not going to get it because it's just, it's. I have so many other <laughs> Legos. I don't There's only so many giant Legos you could get. Yeah, uh, but case in point. Yeah, down. and I got that, and I, I I still haven't even put it together. Uh, but this thing is pretty two years ago at least at this point. Probably at least, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this thing's pretty cool. Eighty nine Batman Lego. Nice, awesome. So I just realized that we didn't at the beginning of this episode say what this episode is about. Oh yeah, we did. So, um, apologies for that. Uh, we actually have a really cool interview today, guys. Um, I'm sure anyone who follows like the Elite Comics 11, you know, live auctions has has seen our guest um, before. He's Bill. He's awesome. He um, he, he does all the stuff with um, Ali. He's usually on there for the auctions. He does a lot of the interactions when it comes to. Uh, signatures and other stuff like that. He'll be able to tell us, you know, better, uh, give us a better description of his role with them. But the next thing you'll be hearing is our interview with Bill from Elite Comics 11. Nice. All right, guys, really exciting guest today. We're super excited to finally have him on. We've been talking about this for a while. But Bill Bowers, you know him from Elite Comics 11. I'm sure you've seen him uh, there on your live auctions before. If you've ever been to their live auctions, they have a, the best around, or live claim sales, the best around, at least on Instagram. Uh, Bill, welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks. Welcome. Hey, nice to be here. I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. We um we, we always have try to have conversations with you when we're doing like luckily enough we've we've done uh what, what did we do two yeah we did two claim sales so far and it's <laughs> and it's hard to you know have like a nice conversation you're such a nice guy it's like we have to have Bill on like he's so insightful about you know the comic book industry and the geek industry so um we did it and we we finally got you on <laughs> so <laughs> how we normally start these is we like to get our guests like origin story like there we call it their comic book origin story mm. your geek origin story you know what led you down this path of geekdom <laughs> <laughs> i was seduced by the geek side <laughs> as we were as always as all of us were oh man geek origin story um you know i i, I have 
early memories of playing with like Superman and Spider-Man Mego. So my folks were doing me a solid early on by even <laughs> having those toys for me to play with. And, uh, you know, my mom used to take me to, uh, when she'd get her hair done, she'd take me to get her hair and she, you know, I'd, uh, I'd bring my little Coleco mini video game thing. I don't know if you've seen those old tabletops, like from the eighties, ah. <laughs> bring one of those along and she'd, we'd stop by the store on the way there and she'd buy me a couple of comics. Like I actually remember my first comic. It was a, uh, classic X-Men issue number 15. That's and awesome. I've been a lifelong X-Men fan ever since. But, uh, you know, so that got me down, it started me down the road of reading comics. And, you know, I was into a lot of the same toys that uh, people growing up in the 80s and then oh, into man. the 90s. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, as far as other geek things, like we'd go to my grandmother's house and, and there wasn't a whole lot to do after a certain amount of time. You could play with the dog for so long or whatever else. <laughs> they literally, they had two VHS tapes. They had two tapes. I don't think there was, it was VHS because yeah. back when there was beta, uh, <laughs> they had star Wars and they had, uh, India Raiders of the lost Ark. Oh, and yeah, right. I was lucky. <laughs> and so, uh, I'd sit and I'd watch star Wars and when it was done, I'd just rewind it and I would watch it again. And, uh, you know, it just kind of grew from there. I grew up, there was a comic book store in my town that was really good. And uh, it was on the walk home from high school. Stopped by there almost every day. They had a couple video games there, you know, Street Fighter 2 and, <laughs> and, and Championship Edition and uh, and Mortal Kombat 2. So it was like the, the haven after school. You got comics, yeah. you had video games. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Could just... more than that. Yeah, you know, one of my good friends growing up, we used to play this game where we'd uh, do this kind of role playing, uh, where we'd pick uh, comic characters, like we'd pick teams. It was all just there was no game board or no rules or anything else. It was sort of like D and D, but all in our heads, like imagination. <laughs> and we'd pick teams of characters, and we'd kind of have them fight. We'd like say, okay, well, I'm going to do this, and this person does this, and uh, you know, it, it was uh, just really just loved the whole culture and just really superheroes and, and that kind of stuff always spoke to me so that's awesome and forever has it dominated my destiny <laughs> <laughs> great great line great line <laughs> are, so you, are you from the west coast yes i uh i've grown up in california in the bay area started a little farther east of here but uh now i'm in oakland and yeah nice sorry jj you had a question do you still have the x-men 15 Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. I still have my X-Men 15 original issue. I actually was very uh, gentle with my comics. So I've been fortunate that my comics after all these years are still in pretty good condition. So I've been lucky that way. That's cool. Smart, smart kid. I know, right? I was, you know, and it's crazy because I was the guy who I loved the artwork on the packages for toys. And I kept like all the boxes, right? Which sounds great, except for when I went to college. And, you know, they were all <laughs> still storing this stuff. And she's like, well, what are we going to do with all these boxes? I'm like, oh, just get rid of them. I'm not going to need them anymore or anything else. And yeah, yeah now everybody's, everybody's pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So how did you wind up linking up with Ali and Ali Comics? Well, we we met uh, trading comics, actually, and at local ah. cons. Uh, you know, we're a mutual friend. Uh, shout out to Comics for Trade. Uh, yep. And... Um, you know, he, we really introduced me to like the idea of trading comics. Like you could take comics that you have and trade and 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 kind of upgrade or side grade or get stuff that you know, and without um, without buying and selling. And that was a great kind of entry into to really getting into the some of the 
grated slabs that I hadn't had before. And, you know, uh, I met Ollie that way, Ollie Crony, Elite <laughs> Comics 11. And, uh, and uh, little did I know, you know, he asked me if uh, I wanted to join on because Elite was growing and uh, it was just amazing what he had done on his own. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I came on board and it's been it's been a roller coaster ever since. It's been amazing. So so we know that you're into the live, you know, you're part of the live uh, claims and stuff like that. We'll get into more questions about that. But so what is your role specifically as part of the Elite Comics 11 team? Uh, well, you know, I, I hope to. Uh, well, I answer message. I, so like mm -hmm. if you send a DM to Elite Comics 11, I may be one of the people that uh, okay. that's, uh, <laughs> that's responding to you. Like I handle some of our pressing and cleaning stuff and, uh, you know, I help out with some of the graphics and I, I do all sorts of things. Um Really, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the live sales, obviously, you see me in the live sales, um, just behind the scenes, just uh, bouncing ideas off of, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I I try to do a lot of different things, like whatever's needed, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is that your full-time job? No, no, I actually have a full-time other job that I do. I uh, I work in, uh, in mental health, actually. Oh, nice. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah. It makes a lot of sense why you have so much patience then with some, <laughs> yeah. with some of the people in uh, the comic book industry. So you, you can, know, I love comic people. Yeah. They're my people. I love it. Uh, I love, you know, I, I miss going to like Comic-Con and cons yeah. in general. Did um, you go to a lot of conventions when they were happening? I, locally, yes. And I'd make my yearly sojourn to San Diego Comic-Con. I have this whole group of friends that I, you know, that I see once a year there. And it's grown into just like this whole you know, family that I think of. And, uh, um, but yeah, I love going to shows and, um, yeah. Anyways, I don't even remember, but <laughs> doing Sorry, the live sales is now. great because we've been able to connect with a lot of people and kind of get that same kind of feeling and atmosphere and connection in some ways by doing that. It is a community and yeah. like you're talking about patients or comic people. I think it's, it's great. O overall, I'm very fulfilled by my interactions with comic people. And that's, I mean, you know, that's, yeah. and that's, and I'm sorry, Tess. No, um, you're good. And that's what, you know, with us, we always, we travel to different shows and I think it's just, you know, we meet so many people out there and we're friends with so many other artists. We get to hang with them afterwards. And I mean, this year, you know, it's past already, but I mean, we talked about doing the, you know, San Diego Comic-Con for the first time, but because of COVID it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, that, that's a mess. Yeah, I'd I'd love to travel to other shows in other mm -hmm. other parts of the country for sure. So if you can make it out, you should. You guys got to come to New York was... Comic Con and hang out with us. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Happens again. <laughs> or or we'll or we'll make it to the West Coast first. But um, yeah. Well, no, I was gonna say I think you know what you guys have been doing with the live claim sales. It's you know we've been lucky enough to be on both sides of it. You know, buying and and selling. You know, we made a lot of you know connections just that way with people and you know friendships. You know, we've become pretty close with like you know the guys that we can be heroes and you know some of the you know the other guys on there you know you know some of the same names you see all the time but it's um it's nice to have like you know those connections with other people you know outside of the con like sue so we've actually probably expanded it even more so because you know we're really reaching out to people like on the other side of the country yeah yeah and it's 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 nice what it's grown into and i really love um 
uh, you know, being able to see new people and connect with new people. And uh, I really love what Remedy Tour has been able to do, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know we've all been affected by cons being closed. And uh, just the idea of providing a platform for people to, you know, connect with the people that want the comics that they have yeah. and they want to be able to provide. And uh, it's it's been nice to be able to provide that connection and, uh, and to, to really see the impact it's had on some of these vendors who, who haven't had another outlet, who haven't. Mm-hmm had a, you know they don't do this full time or maybe some do but yeah um, it's crazy what it grew into like i think we all agreed like the first one that we saw we were kind of like oh this is interesting like who knew like between then and now so many have happened so many other people are doing this now yeah it's crazy yeah so do you enjoy doing like being the moderator on like these live sales. Do you enjoy that? <laughs> it's a blast. You know, I really, I, I feel like I, I, you know, I try to bring good energy and what I get back is so gra- great yeah. from that. I feel, I come off on a high, like yeah. when I go, when I, you know, when the feed ends, I'm still up and excited. It's uh, it's a great time. And I get to look at awesome comics and see what sure. people are getting and just imagining the collections that people are putting together. I mean, it must be beautiful. I mean, I have a few things behind me and I yeah, try to we're switch talk it up about those now too. and then. <laughs> how, many, how many times did you be like, I want that? Like, I'll, I'll claim it. Like that's oh. gonna, that's gonna be the toughest thing. When I go world. off, I'm sometimes on there claiming too. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah I've seen that. I've definitely yeah. seen that. But um, yeah, I feel like sometimes they try and bully you and say, "Hey, I don't like that. You be nice to Bill. Bill's nice to everybody, so you be nice to him." <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, what's the kind of like the hardest thing like getting used to with doing that? Is it like is it difficult or like is there something that like you know you get used to after a while? You know, you're actually managing quite a bit behind the scenes uh, as as far as what's going on. Like I'm managing, I, I you know, I have it pulled up on a computer. I'm doing it on the, the phone. I'm managing the feed there. I'm paying attention to the flow of what's going on with the other, uh, with the person who's showing the books, with the, the camera and how it's moving. And it, it's a lot of, you know, you're managing a lot of details all at the same time. And it just, it took a little getting used to, Kind of doing that all at once. So, yeah. um, when Ali uh, used to just do it feeling for like nine hours straight was crazy. <laughs> Sorry, what? When Ali used to do it for like nine hours straight, I was oh. like, I don't know how this guy's doing. That. Dude, Ollie's a beast. Oh my <laughs> gosh. In those early days, like yeah. we didn't know how long these sales were going to go. Yeah. And just like people were still watching. And so just still be going. And I'd, I'd flip back in and he's still on. It was like the <laughs> Iron Man competition here. It was like, you know, uh, I, I can't even think of the right metaphor, but it was yeah. just, it's like, oh my gosh, it's hour 10 and he's st- still going. This is amazing. I was watching for 10 of those hours and I was exhausted. So <laughs> I was like, no, I can't buy any more. All right, one more. <laughs> so, so can we just back up? Like, so the pro, so your process, so when you're, when you're heading this thing up, you're watching, you know, the feeds coming over. Do you have somebody else helping you with that? I'm it's just I'm flying solo. Wow. Yeah, it's just me. Uh, I mean, we we help each other out and there's other people involved. But uh, as far as actually like sitting there with the camera and the feed and everything else, it's just me. Yeah, I don't have anybody else physically in my location with me to, to do anything with that. Yeah, well, you guys don't usually keep track of claims, right? Uh, no, but we have. There's yeah. been a few times when we have. But in general, it's 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 better for the person who's selling the books to actually be, you know, keeping track of that. 
Yeah. And it was Carbo. Have you ever watched Carbo? He can get oh, a little crazy. I know. And I, his energy <laughs> and he's frenetic. And uh, it's, that, it's well, that was a wild show. <laughs> it's must watch television or whatever you want to call this. I don't know but, what that uh, was. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, it, 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 that's that's a whole different thing for sure. I got high watching him. <laughs> yeah, me meeting him in person, Bill, is, is quite an experience. Uh, we, I look we, forward uh, to it. We've run into him a few times. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a force of nature. And I watched, you know, some of his stuff uh, in the lead up to I, that. I mean, he's been in it forever. Like you can watch documentaries from like the 70s and he's he pops up in it he's just and he's he hasn't changed a long time yeah <laughs> jj is 100 right so i i think one of the things we were wondering is like i i know there's a lot of big books you know happening now you know there's the 181s and stuff like that but has there been anything that's been like really trending in the last like few months that's kind of surprised you maybe i was surprised um yeah. i mean I mean, anything Donnie Cates is doing, if you're talking about modern stuff, things that are going on right now, pretty yeah. much he is connecting like Marvel history with like creating new mythology around like, you know, you take a character like Venom and, you know, Venom didn't have like a super rich mythology and background. No. And, you know, he's taken the little things that they've done and just it, it fleshed it out a lot. And it's excited people. Um, Quite a bit. I mean, I'm surprised. Amazing Spider-Man 300 is like one of the most, uh, the best books, like the coolest cover has always been like, it's the first appearance of Venom. So it's all kind of synergizing, but th that book has hit new levels that I never it's imagined. Cool. That that out of the blue too. We were just so talking about that yesterday. Yeah. It's funny like story. It's actually the first book I ever bought from elite was a nine, six um, <laughs> ASM 300. And at the time Ali had, a quad signature 9.2 that I was trying to get at him at the same time. And he didn't want to let it go yet. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll just take the nine, six. But uh, toy story here was trying to get me to sell the nine, six yesterday. I was like, I'm not selling no, it. I was, I was like, look, it's going for a lot of money. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I, it's hard to predict what's going to happen down the road. I mean, that would be the crystal yeah. ball to have. Is oh, it's just like, it's just like that miles book, like yeah. overnight, that thing shot up like crazy. And well, I think Miles, they really see a future for Miles, for sure. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted you. But no, 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 no. I get excited about comics yeah. since I just kind of <laughs> can't control myself. Well, we're going to go into a whole thing about, um, you know, predictions and, and stuff like that. We have we have a spec section we want to talk to you about. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, I've done a few spec panels for at cons yeah. and I, you no, know, I want to do another one sometime. Um. So let, let's get in. We see so many beautiful things behind you. Let, let's talk a little bit about what you collect. <laughs> oh, Matt, I have many fandoms. Yeah, I have. I am all over the place. Uh, uh, you know, I have I love, you know, Silver Age Marvel. I do dabble in some Golden Age, uh, you know, DC. I do like some of the keys and some of the characters. But I mean, growing up, I was much more of like a Marvel guy. I know you're like a Marvel guy or a DC guy. <laughs> um, you know, as far as what's behind me, I got my Tomb of Dracula 10. I love, right. you know, I've always loved Blade. Nice. Yeah, it's a 9-4. I've loved Blade even since, like, ever since the Wesley Snipes movies. Oh, so and, <laughs> and in the early 90s, you know, there was the whole uh, Spirits of Vengeance, and they were bringing together, like, the Darkhold, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, they, they had both Ghostwriters. You know, Johnny Blaze yeah. was back, and... You know, Dan Ketch was the ghostwriter at the time. And uh, that was exciting to me. I, I, I liked that that era of comics for sure. 
Um, Eternals I'm excited about. I've been holding on to this Eternals book. I I've been keeping it behind me. I'm a big believer in the Eternals movie as being like uh, that it's I think it's going to introduce new concepts and new things that's going to change the Marvel Cinematic Universe for years to come. I think that's going to be their big, like, this is a whole bunch of new stuff that yeah. you didn't even realize was coming to movies. I, I was telling these guys on one of our episodes, I feel like the Eternals is going to be like the next Guardians of the Galaxy for um, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it's going to ex surprisingly explode because right now there's really no expectations on it. Like, people you, don't know what you're getting with because, like, how many people have really read that comic at this point? I mean, yeah. it's just uh, – and it's Kirby Yard, too. It's just yeah. – it's so – so good. Uh, it's funny. I was I was looking through it the other day, and I have uh, I have the same grade on on the one that I have, and it's like wow, He Man. Like because I'm a huge He Man Master Universe. They really ripped off the Eternals, like because the guy, the main guy, looks exactly like He Man. I never thought of that. Now I'm going to keep that in mind. You're kind of, you're right. It's, even on this cover here, he does. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. I see some wrestling stuff and Transformers stuff too. Yeah, I loved wrestling growing up, vintage wrestling. You know, I, I so I actually in my spare time I'll pick off like uh, I'm working my way through all the pay per views of uh, old <laughs> wrestling. Like seriously, I I subscribe to the WWE Network and I yeah. I started watching the just the pay per views from the beginning that they had on there from WrestleMania, and I'm up to like maybe 2002 now. Wow. <laughs> and I've been doing this over the course of a long period of time, but like, it's like, I, I'm seeing all the, I mean, cause back then we didn't pay for every single pay-per-view. I had yeah. a friend whose family like would, would subscribe to some time. So I'd catch some of them. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, I love <laughs> wrestling. Uh, I got my Cobra Kai was great. Uh, you know, Oh my God. I can't so say I, enough about it. I picked this up. It's triple signed. Uh, you can't, it doesn't really show in the background, but you got, uh, you know, um, Zabka and, um, and, uh, Crease? You know, the, the guy who plays Crease? Crease, yeah. And, um, Daniel LaRusso. Uh, gosh, names. Anyways, yeah, I like some Power Rangers stuff. I mean, Star Wars, I got my vintage Boba Fett back there. Nice. But I, I love these giant figures. I've been really enjoying these, like, that's cool. Let me not knock things over. <laughs> uh, that one's not near mint anymore. Uh, <laughs> I actually bought this from a Remedy Tour stop. Um, oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's cool. And I saw it, and I immediately had to have it, and it's been in my background ever since. Uh, that's great. You know, I, I enjoy when occasionally when there's some vintage toys uh, in some of the Remedy Yeah, stops. I get I get. I think we all kind of get into those, too. Um, too much. I, too yeah, much. I know. <laughs> but this I is my Ecto-1 Transformer, which is fun. It kind of blends. Oh, awesome. You know, you got Ghostbusters and Transformers together, so. Very cool. Yeah. So you, do, you don't just collect comics. So you collect a bunch of other stuff, which is great. Mainly comics, because the other stuff takes up a lot more space. And after you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it's <laughs> you know. So I, I need a bigger place if I were to yeah. to start getting too deep into figures. You know, uh, you don't need I, it that. People are so caught up on this furniture stuff you don't need couches dining room tables <laughs> if i could pile up transformers into a, a shape of a, a chair and sit on them then... <laughs> that's awesome so, or maybe so, transformer furniture oh my gosh we, we cracked it go. a table that you could transform into oh my gosh there we go that's called the kia yeah. Patent pending. <laughs> I think Japan's already beat us to that. They have a lot of that stuff, I think, over there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So, um, so you obviously mentioned comics. Are you, uh, do you prefer graded or raw? Uh, you know, most, I mean, most of my comics are raw comics, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, the ones that are really important to me, I'll get slabbed and, uh, the one that the kind of keys I would say I get slabbed. Uh, but you know, I have the better part of like a, a Thor run from like, I mean, I'm still missing some journey into mysteries, but like Thor 126 all the way to, I don't know where I kind of drew the line on that. But, uh, you know, I keep a lot of those raw just because uh, just partially for space issues, but, you know, I slowly pick them off and get them graded. Uh, the ones that I really, really love like some of the cover art and stuff that really speaks to me. Cause you can't open them up anymore when they're slabs. So, yeah. It's so funny. We, we, we talk to people and we have like friends in our group. They're like, I just like that comic smell. I'll like open it up and like smell the paper. I, like, I mean, I get what you're saying. I never really felt the need to like, just really like, <laughs> but I mean, I know, hey, right? everybody, everybody gets their jollies in whichever way they're going to do it. I know. Well, <laughs> they should release a cologne or something for they them. Should. Like old comic. Oh, oh. I, we should get a market for that. It's funny. If it's funny. Comic 11 starts uh, marketing that, we can get a market for it. Who would you <laughs> attract with old comic smell? <laughs> well, it would, it would be the, the old men. Yeah. It would be the old comic fans. <laughs> It's funny you say that because you know a, a couple of weeks ago I ordered I I bought a couple of books from Cabernero, Cabernero from his sale and I opened up the box and opened up the bags and it was just a, and I, it felt like I was in a wet dingy basement like it was horrible great books like they're unbelievable but that smell <laughs> so, so you mentioned your thor run is there any other runs you're doing because we're we're, we're, we're doing a bunch of runs like we're like me and um toy story i think toy story finished his but i'm working on like an amazing spider-man run i got like seven books left mm -hmm. um yeah, you're doing up, I'm doing up to like 800 i only did up to three i'm doing up to a thousand so i'm gonna be buying until they reach a thousand and then i'm done <laughs> but i have everything 22 to current and then oh, nice. i'm missing like seven in between one and 22 and nice. i've got my and i'm doing an aquaman run but all everything right. all of it all aquaman aquaman that's awesome yeah there's some great issues in aquaman i love some of the old uh nick cardi covers yeah. really beautiful really underappreciated in my opinion Absolutely. i hope they get their day oh um but uh, yeah i mean I, x-men of course but they're not complete i mean i've pick some out and some are slabbed and some are raw. Um, you know, I'm still kind of building. It's kind of like a lifelong process. In some ways I feel like I don't, I, I mean, I want to finish, but I don't, I get distracted with a lot of moderns and a lot of other yeah. stuff. It keeps yeah. me from buying some of the, completing some of my runs, but <laughs> yeah, I'm working on like a X-Men run. I, you know, I have a lot of old X-Men books and <laughs> Thor and Spider-Man. Um, you know, I used to have a, 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 one, a 100 through like 225 complete Captain America run. And uh, that's cool. I actually sold most of them to a, a friend who's like a huge Captain America fan. There was seed money for buy, completing some of the other runs, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, gosh, yeah, Hulk, I pretty much, you know, from 102 to I think 200, I have, I have them all, but I, I'm like a, I like them in really high grade. Like I kind of, I'm a little, 
like I'll upgrade copies. Like I'll have copies and I'll have a list and I'll know which ones I want to upgrade and I'll target yeah. those ones. And I'll always be looking for a better copy of some books. What What's right. your prize? What's your prized comic? <laughs> prized comic. Number that one is prize such, comic. Oh, how do you pick just one? I mean, like I have an X both going down and you can only take one. <laughs> mm, I have an X-Men one that's signed by Stan Ooh, that I love. It's a four nice. five and it's got a really sharp, like tight Stan signature in the perfect spot. And uh, I traded a, 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 a high grade Hulk 181 for it. And this was a long, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that tells you where my priorities are, I had a 9 181 <laughs> that I traded for it. Wow. That's nice. awesome. And is that, so, is that, is that, uh, graded? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Something like that. Yeah. I definitely would w- prefer that. Something like that graded. Cool. Uh, What's one of the most difficult books you've had your, your, you've had, uh, you, you've had the most difficult time getting your hands on. Oh, tough one to get. Uh, yeah. You know what was really difficult is uh, the in that the Hulk issues in the like one twenties to like one fifty or so. Getting those in high grade is really difficult. Yeah, I mean, I had to chase those for a long time to get high grade copies, and I see them very occasionally in the uh, in our streams, and I, I definitely appreciate when people pick them up. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, you know, they understand how hard that's like a really tough thing to get. Um, some of the, or you know, some of the really early, like golden age Batman, like mm-hmm. keys, like Joker covers mm-hmm. and stuff can be, can be tough to track down. Sometimes I want a Batman 11 so badly. The one with all the cards on the cover. Oh yeah. That's, but I only want like a five Oh and they're ridiculous price. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did, you know, when uh, chasing some grails, I did sell off and trade a bunch of stuff chasing like really big books and now i'm kind of rebuilding some of the stuff i gave up to Mm -hmm. to get those and i don't regret a day of it like it definitely taught me to like let go a little bit uh, but you gotta be prepared to do sometimes yeah and uh but what i got in return like i i don't miss i I mean i miss it but i'd much rather have that big book too (laughs) and some of those gold i've got a lot of golden age books you know a lot of detective comics and some supermans and they're just they're awesome covers any of them, really, any of them. Pick a cover, and it's just—it's unbelievable. Yeah, I do. I do have an affinity for some of the gold. It's just when I pick up some issues like that, I, I have to make sure I'm really in it for the long term uh, because there's other stuff that I'm chasing. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like I buy stuff and I see what sticks. Like sometimes I'll have something and I'll be like, uh, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get rid of this and I'm gonna get something else. And so I'm kind of constantly cycling through stuff because I, I, it's really how I learn what I really love is like I have it now. I decide like, is this something I'm gonna keep or not? Um, so I've learned a lot about what my preferences are with comics. Like if you ask which issue is your most important, like I've learned that partially by by letting go of some stuff and seeing, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. I think it's like. I think even like once I would get all those Spider-Man things, I don't think this is going to be like, there's not an end. You know, there's not a door you're going to walk through and then that's it. You know, I think it's just going to be, it's something we're always going to be in to some degree, unless, you know, at one point we decide, all right, we've had enough. I think that then we'll get out of it. I just think it's always going to evolve and, you know, we're going to be into different things at different times. But yeah. um, 
I have a what lot of raw signed books too. I really love like I, you know, going to conventions, I always have a stack of books to get signed by people that are there and I'm prepping and I love multi-signed <laughs> stuff. Like I'm a, and jam books and things like that. So that's cool. Yeah. We were huge into signatures. Like when, yeah. so I, I had ran, ran into JJ on the train. Like we, we would take the long on the railroad by us. And what was that? Like at this point, like 2013, JJ, maybe even sooner than that, later than that. Yeah, maybe like fourteen. I think I would say. Yeah, but it was like you know I saw him with like a Midtown Comics bag because you know he worked right by there and you know we just started talking and then you know we were going to like conventions together and we were waiting on these lines. Like I was getting so many books signed. At one point we were witnesses for signatures and we were getting all these things signed. <laughs> we we're getting signed from like other people. And it's just like. I just got signing fatigue. I was just like, yeah. I just don't want signatures anymore. Cause it's like the process, the process <clears throat> too, it can be so like rotten sometimes. And it's like, like the signature process is certain like turned like so corporate and like, I don't mind paying. It's nothing like that. But then you have people who like cut the line and just say, no, yeah. Oh, well I'm getting like 700 book signs. So you're going to have to wait. It's like, dude, I've been waiting here an hour for this person to show up as it is. So I could be like the first person online. And then you're going to come up and like, take like another 40 minutes from this guy. It's just like, I was like, after that, I was like, I got out of it. It's fine. a test <laughs> of patience for sure. But I have to say that in some of those frustrating lines I've met, some of the people that I still call That's really true. good friends today, you know, so yeah. I, I, there's definitely, yeah, I've met more people in lines than I've probably <laughs> met anywhere else. It, it, it all depends upon what day of the con you're on. If it's the first day, it's all right. Yeah. Second day, eh, third day, don't mess with me. It's a grind. <laughs> it's a grind for sure. But bring good shoes if you come to Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. I learned that the hard way. I remember the first con Tess and I went to New York Comic Con and like you were buying Tess was TC was buying up all the prints and everything like that. Remember that you like a, you were buying prints everywhere. It was just it was pretty hysterical doing the prints and the signings was that was the thing. Now we stay away from that crap. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's one other book that I, I'd say is really you know uh, a, a really hard a tough thing to get. Something that I really value is uh, John Buscema signature on a book. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to get. You track them. They're, they're, I just spent years, literally years, tracking down a, a Silver Surfer 4 with a Basema signature. Ooh, one of my favorite covers. And I added Stan Lee and Joe Sennett too. So to have those three on it, uh, on a Silver Surfer 4, is amazing. And then I also was able to just, you know, while tracking that down, I, I was also got a. FF12 that was signed by the three of them, that Hulk versus Thing black cover. That's uh, cool. And the signature's actually on the cover, because back then there was still a lot of like signing on the title page, but having yeah. a signature on the cover of those two books with the other, and, like those are, yeah, other than that X-Men one, those are like, that Silver Surfer 4 is pretty important to me. All right, so now we're going to jump into some spec. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I guess where we should really start on this is kind of what are your thoughts about how like all this movie and TV spec like affects the comic book market so much? Like, do you like it? Do you, are you frustrated by it? It moves really quickly. Um, it does. Yeah. Well, okay. I want to amend that because it moves <laughs> really quickly and then you wait a really long time because there's an announcement and people get super excited about a book yeah. and then and you have to wait like a long time before that actually becomes like a a, a movie that you can see yeah, or a it's TV like show that you can watch or something. <laughs> and uh, so 
I mean, I get frustrated by it a little bit because, um, yeah, something one day will double, triple, quadruple in price all of a sudden, yeah. and then it's it, you wonder what's going to happen down the road with it. But you know, some things, some books ascend to this like different level than they were at before and never quite come back down for years and years and years and maybe ever. Yeah. Um, you know, once Agreed. it's kind of identified as a key, yeah. uh, but I like it. It's exciting. <laughs> it makes me excited. It makes, you know, we're More not exciting just if you already excited. have a book and you got a cheat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it makes people excited about books that they might not necessarily have even taken a second look at or get yeah. excited about. So, uh, it's nice to see the variety. Mm -hmm. The superhero movies are like the modern Western. Like for years, it was Westerns, Westerns, Westerns. Like now it's like superhero movies and it's great. Like I'm happy know. to, what a time to be alive. Right? <laughs> is there a book that surprised you the most during the lockdown stuff that's like just shot up? Like I know, I, I don't think Ultimate Fallout's really that surprising cause, just because he's so popular. But is there anything that's that like where you've been like, wow, that's weird. I didn't, I didn't expect that. Oh gosh. I mean, Huh. That's a good question. I, I um It was too hard, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Uh, um that I've been really surprised by. Mine I mean, is I that... guess just that some of the variants have gone to such a degree. I'd say that uh there are certain variants that fetch like I that sell consistently for like such a huge like like over that and I think about some of the other books that that uh, are similar in price and I get surprised and I'm just, you know, that it's just kind of the, the way things are now with some of the, the more rare variants and some of the art is killer and I get it. And, um, and still it's just been a big adjustment to, um, to how, how big some of the variants have gotten recently. Yeah. Hmm. But I buy them. I mean, I buy variants too. So like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little too much. Yeah. I slowed down. <laughs> um, so in terms of, we'll, we'll go back to the spec. Are there any like specific characters or actors for, for a specific role that you'd really like to see hit the, hit the big screen or the, or the television screen? Um, like that haven't been cast yet or yeah, people like, we haven't like seen people, yet. Yeah, like new people, like new people or new ca comic characters. Um, I mean, I'm excited about Shang-Chi, but that's been cast and everything else. But I don't think a lot of people know the actor, uh, Simu Liu. He was in, uh, if you watch Netflix, you can watch um, uh, Kim's Convenience. And he was on that show. It's like a, a Canadian set, kind of breezy comedy. But um, I'm excited about Shang-Chi. As far as, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with the Fantastic Four. I mean, Kevin Feige and Marvel and just the way they've smartly developed characters for the big screen. I'm really excited to see about how they adapt the fantastic four. Cause I think like in comics, uh, you know, it's hit and miss with some of the fantastic four stories and the runs and yeah. everything else. I mean, I love the FF and, you know, I mean, they're the, the first family of, you know, the superhero Marvel superhero comics at this but, point, if they choose anybody other than Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt for the first two, I'm <laughs> going to be disappointed. I was just about to mention Krasinski. That's where I was yeah. going with that. <laughs> Yeah, Krasinski would be great in that role. <coughs> I think he's a, a a good guy. And uh, uh, after seeing him in uh, Jack Ryan and seeing oh, yeah. kind of more of his range mm -hmm. as an actor, I think uh, I'm really excited to see where he goes, where 
that I hope that they do that. I feel yeah. like there's been little hints and little things that make me think that maybe, um, maybe I guess we'll find out uh, soon enough once once things start to normalize. One of the characters I'm I'm a huge fan of, and I feel like she gets like um, she's a little under under the radar. Spider Woman, like I love Jessica mm. Drew. She's such a great character. I I hope I, I think she'll probably be more of a a Disney Plus level character, but I'd still love to see her like a you know in the live action capacity. So I don't know if they, I mean, I'm wondering which Spider-Woman they're bringing to the screen when they say Spider-Woman. Is it going to be Jessica Drew? I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a lot of spec right now as far as which Spider-Woman is it going to be? Which female spider character are they choosing to call Spider-Woman here? Is it actually Jessica Drew? Carpenter, or I think it was the other one. But it's a good question. It is a good question. But I I mean, as far as other uh, casting, I was trying to puzzle out who they might uh cast for craven mm. the other day craven the hunter and uh, um you know I, I saw some stuff recently where people were suggesting that um uh from the boys and uh oh yeah um, um, uh, geez, what's his name now i know right Chris Ambrosia exists uh yeah, oh, he plays yes. uh bones he, he's um, awesome in that yeah nobody knows this guy's name four <laughs> four geeks in a room we can't i know i know i'm gonna turn in my geek card carl right urban yes. carl urban oh, thank yeah. you oh, uh, yeah he, right. he looked that up don't be so impressed no, no, I know. I know he was. Later, he's judge dread he was yeah. you know, he's played a lot of different character you know comic characters i mean yeah. he's done it i liked his judge dread too and i think he'd be fun as craven i was trying to think of who else they could get to be craven uh you know i wondered you know some of the people that came to mind were a little bit older so i don't know if they could pull it off at this point michael keaton right (laughs) well well, we already have him as a character (laughs) he's pretty busy these days between the vulture and batman back yeah um but uh you know i was wondering about somebody like could javier bardem pull off craven He's kind of haunting and a little bit charismatic yeah. and kind of serious. And uh, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Uh, you know, I, I hope they get somebody with a sensibility where Craven's kind of charismatic, but also has that dangerous appeal. Like, yeah. I, and I think about uh, Javier Bardem in uh, Skyfall. Like, it just felt yeah. really kind of like, you know, intimidating, a little dangerous, but also kind of playful. Uh, I, I I don't know. Every, Craven is somebody that hasn't been adapted, so it'll be exciting to see which direction they go. I would really love to see Disney just put a lot of these other characters in, into their own shows. Like, I would love to. I'm a. I love Nightcrawler. It's one of my other favorite, you know, Marvel characters. Like, we need a Nightcrawler movie or a show. I, <laughs> I mean, I've read the stories, you know, his comics back in the day, and they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm as many people are a huge fan of that Claremont run and burn in those days of yeah. nightcrawler was such a uh, beloved yeah. character Oof. even coming out of that and uh, i know i thought alan cumming did a pretty good job in in x x2 x-men united or whatever yeah, yeah I, I liked him in that actually he was he was pretty good i would but mind as far as carrying the character on his own like no nah, i you yeah. know I, i'm not sure who would be a good casting for that that's interesting <laughs> nightcrawler would be fun to see um yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with some of the X characters too. Like some of the like, I mean, people were probably super wondering like, who's going to be Wolverine, right? Yeah. Who's going to be Wolverine? <laughs> that's that's really the big question. And, and it's funny, I, I keep seeing a few names uh, thrown out there. Um, 
what was it, Harry Potter? Like, yeah, I Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. It's been like his name's been thrown out there. Um, who's the other kid from Baywatch? The he was in like one of those oh, Disney I don't movies. Remember. Um, Zach Efron. Like, oh, yeah. oh, that guy. I, I've been hearing, and then um, I, the kind of the guy I kind of would like is um, is Clint Eastwood's son. Uh, I think it, it was it Sean or something like that. I was like, I mean, I don't know how many people know this, but the look of of Wolverine is actually based off of Clint Eastwood. Like so a lot of like Frank Frank Miller's art specifically based his, his stuff on Eastwood. Like um, like his, all his like looks and like kind of like facial expressions. A lot of that was based on him and. I mean, I think it'd be cool if they got. Um, I did son. not know that. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I think Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. Yeah. Scott. I think yeah. Scott Eastwood yeah. would be a good. Yeah, I think he'd be a good choice. Um, but who knows what they're gonna do? It's. I uh, mean, when they were casting the first X Men movie back in like two thousand, I mean, they were probably casting it like ninety nine or whatever. I remember people were like, "Ah, oh, Patrick Stewart, he'd be perfect for." And then they yeah. actually cast Patrick yeah. Stewart. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I wonder how much they actually listen to the fans when they do some of the casting. I'm trying to hear it. So it's funny because Wolverine. I don't know if you've ever seen the Mission Impossible two movies, and I think he's actually on the Batwoman show now. But the bad guy in the Mission Impossible two movie was originally cast as Wolverine. And then he dropped out to do Mission Impossible 2. Doug Ray Scott. He was yeah. the bad guy in uh, Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, so he dropped out of that role. He's like, ah, this isn't going to be that big a deal. And Hugh Jackman stepped in and he crushed it. So <laughs> um, I guess so, I guess he's a... Uh... Scott Eastwood was in Suicide Squad? I didn't think I knew that. Yeah, he was one of the... He's just like one of the soldiers on the oh. team. All right. I guess he can make the switch over to Marvel. <laughs> yeah, well, how about Chris Evans? I mean, he was the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four yeah. movie, and then he was I, when he got cast as Captain America. I'm like, what are they doing? Like uh -huh. goofy Human Torch? Like he's uh -huh. gonna be Captain America? Same and thing. then yeah, they stuck the landing, man. Well, it's funny. Funny enough, before they um, before they brought Chris on, Krasinski was actually strongly considered <laughs> to be Captain America. So it, it's funny how all this stuff works out. But um, all right. So I, I think we could talk about spec for probably another hour. So maybe we'll yeah. move on to we'll do a separate spec uh, episode and get you back on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next time you do a, a panel on, on uh, spec, we'll join you. <laughs> um, so what do you think? Um, what do you think? Kind of the next big books are like. What do you? What is your spec on the the next spikes? Hold on, let me get my pencil and pen. <laughs> <laughs> Go! And these are just opinions, not, not to say that we're not going to buy them right now anyway. <laughs> we're on eBay right now. <laughs> I mean, as far as, I mean, gosh. You know, I think that DC may be finally getting its act together when it comes to the movies and the television shows. I think, you know, I hope springs eternal, right? They have a lot of great properties to adapt. And uh, I know that Wonder Woman is pretty exciting, but as it has it translated to like comics and comic yeah. sales or the writing in the comics? I mean, I, I in some ways I think, um, you know, I, I still tend towards Marvel, although I buy some DC stuff. Um, as far as I think, you know, X-Men stuff, I, I, I think people, you know, Think about when Hickman was writing the Avengers run. And I don't know if it was like gathering a huge level of excitement when it was going on or whatever else. But look what sprung out of that. You got like the Black Order. You got some of the concepts that were used for like some of the movies and things that people are excited about now. I mean, I'm wondering if some of the concepts that have, that Hickman's laying down in some of the X-Men stuff now could end up 
being a factor in how they adapt the X-Men for the movies. Like, I wonder if those, you know, long-term, if, um, but you know, there's so many new characters being developed. It's, uh, it's tough to say which one is going to be the, uh, like really the is, yeah. thing to get or, um, it's true. I, yeah, I, um, it's not what I'm looking for, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a name. It's not Give what me I'm a name. For. Write it down, right? I need I need issue number name. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think the the I next big thing is the name. <laughs> Sorry, what? What's I, no, I'm saying I think you gave us a good generalization. <laughs> yeah, I mean the next big thing probably hasn't come out yet. I mean, are yeah. you looking for something that's already out? That's like no, we're just asking your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that uh, I'm. I have a lot of high hopes for this Eternals book that's coming out soon. Yep. Uh, you know, I've talked. I've talked about being excited about. I really. You know, I've read the Neil Gaiman, you know, uh, where he did the limited series and I've read some of the Kirby stuff. And uh, I'm really hoping that this new series gives us a peek into kind of what their thoughts are for the future of these characters and uh, how we're going to connect to them now. And I, they must feel like they've cracked it, that they feel yeah. like they have something that people are going to love and really connect to. Um, true, so yeah. I'm hoping they they I hoping that we see it uh, in that book. Uh, I know you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy earlier, and I just want to go back to mention that, like, you know, that I loved that Guardians run when it was coming out. Abnett and Lanning was writing it, and then that was a big, you know, influence in what um, in James Gunn used for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So I can't help but, you know, there's not a lot of Eternal stuff to mine other than, yeah. you know, the game and run, which they must be using some of. So I think if some of the storyline from the movies... It, Pulls from some of the Neil Gaiman run because I think you know if, if it's a Icarus going around waking up like these other Eternals and stuff like that, some of those issues may gain some traction and really jump. Um, mm. I think Secret Invasion one I think could be a sleeper. If yeah. is that a still a sleeper? I don't know. Speaking of sleepers, like metaphorically, like uh, <laughs> scrolls hiding in plain sight. Um, but I think you know I I I want I wonder like I know I'm back to spec, but. Um, wouldn't it be amazing if there was like this long game, like planting characters that they know over the course of like so many movies are really scroll plants. And then there's this like this big mind blowing reveal <laughs> at some point, And then there's like secret invasion. I know I'm totally geeking out on something that may not happen. I mean, that'd but... be amazing, but I, I don't think it's too far off. I mean, I think the, the cool part, the coolest part of this is, is anything can really happen. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I'm just going back to like Eternals and like scroll stuff and dark Avengers. I think um, taking this idea that um, that they're presenting people that to the public will look like heroes, but, and the media will present them as heroes and the boys are doing a very good job of yeah. like this concept. <sighs> and I wonder if Marvel isn't going to kind of play with that idea also. I mean, it's all there in the comics, like dark Avengers one is still very gettable and yeah. uh, could become a huge issue, in my opinion. I've I've already got my copies. Like, I'm not trying to influence <laughs> the market here. But, uh, you know, I think that th there would be a lot of room to tell really interesting stories as far as the movies go with, you know, these, like, the people that they think are heroes are really not heroes, and the real heroes are the ones that have been ostracized and fringed. And, uh, trying to tell people you know. what to buy, Comic Tom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
I'm just telling you what I'm excited about. So no, I'm, I just, I'm just kidding with you. And that's, um, that's, that's the reason why I love the boys. I love watching the, those shows were unbelievable. And I just started reading the books now and the books are fantastic. And I'd like to see more of, you know, I know Disney and Marvel, they're not going to take it. I don't think they'll, they'll take it that dark, uh, but I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. I think, the, I think, you know, I think we're going to start to see some of that, but like, the Disney version of that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, why can't, you know, Superman crush a skull, you know, every, so, you know, if it's a bad guy, like it's, I like that. It was actually quite pleasing to see that on a show. Finally. <laughs> Not that, yes. Yes. They have you know? it. <laughs> it's what people want sometimes. I mean, you, you know, superhero and villains, you know, superhero villain, villains and superheroes can only, I mean, villains can only be, they're not, you know, you don't see them actually killing a lot of people in the background. Like, if you're going to throw a car on somebody, throw a car on somebody. You know, right. don't throw a car and then pan off. Where, you know, in the boys, you know, he's he's got a skull in his hand and he's crushing that thing. Like, it's it's nice to see that every so often. Right. Especially it's, in a superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, grow, growing up and watching stormtroopers miss everything yeah. and Cobra shooting their lasers and not hitting right. anybody. You know? <laughs> well, I think, I think, Part of what you're saying, JJ, is I think they're realizing, you know, a lot of this market is grown adults and yes. there should be something, you know, you know, geared towards them specifically. And I think that and I 100 percent agree. The boys have done a great job with that. Um, so I think we've done a lot of spec. We've done a lot of talking. We're going to we're going to have to do more of this one day in some capacity. But um, uh, Toy Story, are you ready to uh, give us a little beat a geek here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Bill, gonna... Bill knows Bill, Bill knows much more than I uh, than I think I do about everything. Yeah. So we'll see we'll see how hard this is. But I'll keep you... score. Oh, the heat is on. Huh? Yeah, so you, Bill, you're going to be going up against TC. So <laughs> so I'm going to ask ten questions. Uh, I got to back up in case there's a tie. But first one, whoever has whoever answers more questions correctly wins. Wait, is it timed or is it just whoever like? So I'll ask I'll like I'll ask you first, okay. and you have a chance to answer it. If you get it wrong, you can save it. Got it. Yep. As the guest, you get to go first. Yes, oh. you do. All right, we're ready? Yes. Cool. What is the first comic book appearance of Tim Drake as Robin? Oh, gosh. I mean, I can see the cover in my mind here. It's uh, Batman. No, it's Detective Comics. Um... It's DC. You really <laughs> messed them up. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Detective Comics. Uh oh gosh, I'm failing now. Um I, I you know I can't remember the issue number. I got I can I I, I, I can see the the cover where he's busting in the window and yeah, am yeah. I is, am I not supposed to say anything? Is that a hint? It's okay. I mean I have I, I know the cover too. I just I, I don't know the exact number. I'm I'll give a wild guess and say like detective like four fourteen. I was it's gonna say four thirty-three. It's Batman 457. I knew it was in the fours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so zero points across. Zero points so <laughs> All right, so do we go back to Bill now? Since you yeah, got yeah, one. All right, the Foot Clan from TMNT is a parody of what Ninja Clan from what comic? I mean, would it be the Hand from Daredevil? Correct. Woo! Correct. Awesome. Now you're the ones ringing bells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. TC. 
Let's see. Who played Lex Luthor in the original 1978 Superman film? Oh. <laughs> uh, would that be Gene Hackman? That's correct. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that was too easy. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, right, sorry. So my Superman uh, shrine is to the right here, so you really can't see that. <laughs> These were not planted questions, I, we swear. <laughs> no, it's total chance. All right, Bill. What famous actor read for the part of Luke and Han in Star Wars and made it to the final running, but chose instead to work on a Western movie? <laughs> oh, gosh. Read for Luke and Han and chose to do a Western. Um Gosh, I've seen a lot of those old casting things too, and um... the black and white tapes, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I know that uh, Harrison Ford was actually reading as a as a courtesy, as a favor to George Lucas mm -hmm. for Han, and he actually chose, ended up getting the part. Um, uh, I, I don't know, Clint Eastwood. Incorrect. Yeah. Do you see enough? Not hundred percent sure. Is it? Um, I'm gonna take a wild guess. I don't think it's him, but the problem is now I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> um, my guess was gonna be the young guy from Jaws, but I don't think that's it. What's his name, Jim? Tom Selleck. No, no, that was Indiana Jones. Oh, that was Jones. Indiana Jones. That I would have got. <laughs> Who was it? Art Russell. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, I do remember that now. Oh, there's right, a video nice. of this, right? <laughs> <Wow. Yeah. laughs> what Western was he working on? I don't know, actually. I, I forgot to buy that. That was the, that, that threw me a little bit because I don't yeah. I can't think of a Western with Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah. I'll find that out. All right, TC, you ready? Yep. Who directed the 1982 sci-fi? What? We both got it wrong. Oh, you did. Okay, so Bill's turn. Sorry. Who directed the 1982 sci-fi thriller Blade Runner? Oh, that is um, Ridley Scott. Correct. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> what Good question, Toy Story. I'm trying, I'm trying. Are you ready, TC? Mm -hmm. All righty, let's see. What is the best-selling single comic book issue of all time? X-Men 1. The 1991 one? 1991, yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and that Kurt Russell Western was a TV Western called The Quest. Huh? That's great. And X-Men 1 sold 8.2 million copies. <laughs> Sorry. Crazy. I, I randomly knew that. It was just crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Billy, five right? covers helped. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> JJ, what's the score? Two to two. You too. Okay. All right, Bill. What was the name of the almanac from Back to the Future Part Two? Oh, it's um. Oh gosh, am I? <sighs> I can see it in my <laughs> the cover, I mean, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm totally. I'm totally drawing a blank. All I can think of is the the name of the spirit guide from Ghostbusters for some reason. <laughs> Tobin Spirit Guide. You know, like, so yeah, I yeah, I'm tapping out. I can't remember. You see? Is it the Gray Sports Almanac? That is correct. Nice. Good one. 
And what years were they? What year was the Sports, the sports Almanac? That I don't know. I think it stopped at 2010. No, I don't remember when it started. 2050 to 2000. 2050 to 2000. 2050. 1950. Is that what I said? <laughs> 2050. <laughs> oh, sorry. 2050. That's okay. No, 1950. Jesus. All right. Bill's turn, right? Bill, ready? Yes. All right. When CGC first began, modern books had a different color label. What color was it? Oh, they were red. Red labels. Good. Good. I didn't know that. My yeah. first graded comic was an X Factor One. It had a red label. Nice. I have one book that's a red label. It's inter it's so interesting. Why, yeah. why they did that. I think I have one too. Yeah. All right, TC, ready? Hmm? Who was the first female Robin? Uh, is it Cassandra Kane? It is not. Hmm. Bill, you know? I mean, does Carrie Kelly count? No. <laughs> it is Julie Madison in Detective Comics 49. Very early. Hmm. Oh. I did that. Yeah, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, what's the score? Three to three. All right, last question. Tiebreaker. So I think it goes to me now, right? Because he got it wrong last? Yep. Okay. All righty. Most people know the line, with great power comes great responsibility, as being said by Uncle Ben and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Uh, but who was the first to say it in the comic books? Technically, Uncle Ben doesn't actually say it. I thought it was Stan Lee who says it at the end of the issue. Which issue? X, is it Amazing Fantasy 15? That is correct. <laughs> Technically, it's Stan Lee. <laughs> Really? Nice. I was yeah. ready. I was ready. Nice. Good job. You knew that too? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, the last panel when he's walking away, it's the little blurb at the top. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people think Uncle Ben said it, and probably because of the movie. I don't know, but yeah. I think it originally got retconned in later issues for him to say, to have said it, but... I always thought he said it too. That's interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. I've oh. read all of Amazing Spider-Man to almost current. <laughs> All right, well, TC, I bow to your knowledge. It's uh, pretty good. One of the rare wins, believe it or not, for us. We don't get For beat a geek, everybody beats a geek mostly. <laughs> we managed to pull one out here. I think the problem is I make the questions really, really hard, and usually whoever gets one right usually wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was great. Those are really good questions. That's uh, thank you. Bill, we want to thank you again for joining us. This was a lot of fun. We uh, we we uh, appreciate having a conversation with you in a civil setting. <laughs> um, but is there anything uh, going on with Elite Comics um, that you kind of wanted to promote right now or, or let us know about? Well, you know, as always, you know, we're really um, a community-powered, uh, you know, comic consignment and sales page and uh, – you know, we have our elite uh, pressing and cleaning service. I, we, we regularly post about our results and really proud of the work we're doing with uh, with that as well. Um, of course, you know, Remedy Tour continues and the Claim Fest has been a blast. Like those are the main things we're doing. I know that, uh, you know, we've had two at cons um, and there's nothing to announce. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to you're not going to uh, do anything like that. But uh 
you know, I think the future looks really bright. I think we're really excited about, uh, you know, what's coming next. And um, That's yeah, awesome. there's there's Excellent. some exciting uh, things in, in the works. I, I can't uh, really cool. say a whole lot more. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. <laughs> We we want to make the official announcement when it's ready. <laughs> but you can so, have Ollie Ollie on to do that. All right, that's fine. <laughs> um, JJ, you want to put that scroll on there for those of you watching YouTube? Anyone just listening? Uh, you can follow Elite Comics at on Instagram at Elite underscore Comics Eleven. And if you want to follow Bill specifically, it's at Trader Bill underscore underscore Comics. Yeah, I, I guess I should mention that occasionally I write a review for um, the Convention Collective. I've done a few now. Uh, every so often I, I make some time to write a comic review or a review of a show. Um, so awesome. there's a few yeah, on there. Cool. Um, oh, that's yeah. cool. Nice. Good stuff, Bill. Well, uh, Bill, we can't thank you enough. Um, this was a lot of fun. We definitely want to do it again. And, uh, you know, stay geeky. <laughs> um to our followers out there um make sure you're following us on instagram and facebook at li comic guys and at don't feed the geeks uh it's at don't feed the geeks podcast now jj but um <laughs> um thanks everyone for listening um make sure to vote for us on best of li still um yes. we're, uh, we're in the category for podcasts so we really appreciate your vote for best podcast on long island and um you know as usual um what, what how do we do this <laughs> what do we do, what do, we do? Remember, don't be the geeks